Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Waggle and Whip. We are here. It's just Scotty and I tonight. What's up, Scotty? Hell, everything's good. Um, feeling great. Fully in the holiday spirit. Celebrated a birthday over the weekend, so That's I couldn't right. be happier. That's right. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Getting old. Happy freaking birthday. How old are you now? Ugh, I'm an old man. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> You're not that old. You're younger than I am, I'll tell you that. <laughs> not by much. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, last podcast of the year, man. Ugh. Can you believe it? Can we believe we've lasted this long? I can't believe we've lasted this long. It's been a, it's been a good run. It's been fun to do. You haven't, you guys haven't got tired of me yet. No. Not tired of you, never. What did you do for the birthday weekend? Birthday weekend was great. Um, actually no golf, interesting enough. Friday went to a Lil Wayne Wiz Khalifa concert. I know, right? Like showing my hood side. And then Saturday we did drinks with the boys. Sunday was a private dinner, and then Monday night was a private dinner. So, Ooh, private, yeah. private. Yeah. Uh, and your birthday was on Friday, Friday yes, right? Yes, the 14th. Saw yeah. out to all my Sagittarius listeners on the pod. <laughs> Sagittarius, there you go. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gone already. <laughs> well, but, get, you already celebrated birthday. That's right, exactly. No, I'm not a Scorpio. What am I? I'm an idiot. I I'm, a, I'm a Libra. I don't, I don't know. My birthday's stuff. October 13th. Why was I thinking Scorpio? <laughs> you were getting full Drake on me. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we got to recap the year, yeah. my man. We got we to gotta think about what, what we liked, what happened in 2018. What a crazy golf year. Probably one of the most magical uh most uh, i think just emotional I mean, just emotional storylines just sort of infectious golf year that we've had in a long time for pretty much one reason the return so can of i just put on the, the top tiger woods and just put in and we'll, i'm gonna go there with you but like think of 2018 in golf like what's the first thing that comes to your mind that's i don't need to answer that okay <laughs> Sure. We all know what comes to mind. It's Tiger. Uh, he's our man. He's he's back. And uh, I, I think, I guess the first thing to get started, the most overall polarizing thing about it was I think everybody in golf, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but everybody that loves golf, that's a golf follower, I don't even think realized how much we missed the game or how, or how I'm not the game, how much we missed Tiger Woods, how much the game missed Tiger, and how much he made a major difference. Major is not even a big enough word on what he means to golf itself, ratings, everything. So I'll answer my own question, and I think you hit on it. It's it's Tiger Woods coming down Eastlake with Rory and the gallery behind him, and so many people waited so long for this. That's the story of 2018. That's the number one positive thing in 18. And by the way, like most people didn't think we would ever get this. Not and we yet. got it this year, and it excites us to go into next year. But even Tiger himself at the Masters dinner, not this year, but the year before, said that he was finished. And then we got this. So, like, this defines all odds. If he somehow gives us this more and more, this will be the greatest comeback, not just in this sport of golf that we love but the greatest comeback in sports it'll definitely be the greatest comeback in sports i can't think of anything that would be uh close to it yeah you know? I, mean, I mean i mean tiger himself has pointed to um 
you know, other comebacks. Uh, uh, who was the guy hit by the bus? Was that Byron Nelson? No, uh, Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan, who was the, hit by the, the bus. The, the, the car crash. You're a, you're a hockey guy, so they're the notable hockey player that had cancer that, that came back and won the scoring title. I think one Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, good point. So, but but to go what he went through with all the circumstances and and to do this and to win the tour championship and no one's betting against him getting at the very least Sam Snead's record now I I think is the greatest comeback yeah physically physically and you mentioned Mary Lemieux that might be that might be the best I mean Ben Hogan too because he got hit by a bus and he came back and won a bunch of majors and a bunch of tournaments um and in short order but I think when you talk about the the emotional and physical take that uh it you know it, it tolls on your mind and your brain and your and your body at the same time everything that tiger went through and everything that mario lemieux went through i think when he, when he come back from from not just to come back from cancer but to come back and win a scoring title to be that dominant again um i think that's uh, that that's a notable thing but I, but i don't think it touches what tiger has done because of the depths of where he was, not just with the back and the surgeries, but emotionally, public humiliation, everything else. He said himself that he was done at a master's dinner. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, I mean, at the President's Cup. Yeah. I mean, he didn't know. He couldn't, I mean, President's Cup last year, which is basically like 14 months ago, yeah. 15 months ago, he had no idea whether he'd be able to come back. And I think the cool thing there, Steve, is that, Outside of Tiger winning this year, the most memorable moments in golf aren't positive. I think the first thing you think about 2018 outside of Tiger winning, you think of Phil losing his mind at the U.S. <laughs> Open and hitting a ball while it's still moving. You think of the Ryder Cup and Spieth and Reed and the awkwardness and losing the Ryder Cup. Yep. And then maybe you think of Augusta and Patrick Reed winning. But like those are the moments in golf in 2018, and they're not all great positive moments outside of tiger no i mean and tiger at like you, you know tiger at the tour championship obviously being the the culmination of of the greatest moments because you know we we were all rooting for it but for him to actually pull it off and at the tour champ like literally at the last event on the pga tour schedule he pulls it off and wins it um but let's get to, i mean to 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 say like to get to the the notable notable moments and yeah. i think you you honed in on basically most of them but i think the first notable moment um for me so patrick reed gets his first major yep. um which was an exciting finish at the masters um but you know i think it, it sort of brought patrick reed onto the map brought a little bit of his personal life into the into <laughs> into the limelight sure. you know a lot of social media attention on that um so but look patrick reed great golfer had it literally you know i mean he had a great year right unbelievable year what else uh in the early part of the season was notable for you oh i got one more yeah the phil and um phil winning at the wgc uh, agreed taking down JT down the stretch who hold out that was a great moment yeah that that was a cool moment with this caddy and you could tell the excitement but after that we didn't get really anything from Phil um nothing I mean, it was notably, all downhill from there notably how awful he played down the stretch of the season so why it was Phil great got to so see. like 
he he got so aroused by the thought like after he won that, right but honestly like, i'm more oh, it's excited gonna be me about and a, tiger we're gonna do this like yeah, he, there was nothing there. i'm more excited about the guy that's doing impersonations of him on social media that's than right. him actually <laughs> winning at this point so i i don't put a lot of stock in him going down to you know mexico city and winning the wcg it won him a lot of money it, it kept him relevant for the rest of the year it probably is the one thing that got him the captain's pick to be on the Ryder cup team so yeah, uh, but all over, I, I don't think a great year for Phil. Other than yeah, his one win, he was part of a lo- another losing Ryder Cup for him and Tiger, and then he played this thing called the match, which we'll just leave there. Yeah, though that's towards the end of the year. So, uh, but I think it was it, through the spring. You know, nothing too crazy. The, the players was a dud this year. I mean, yep. Webb Simpson, uh, you know, just, I mean, never really a lot of big names in contention there. The Tiger was. Uh, well, he, he had a good finish, but he was never in contention. He finished, like, what, 10th? T10? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I, but he was never, I mean, he wasn't in Sunday contention and with then, the players. And then here's the other thing too like something we're not talking about is we had a guy that won two majors this year that's right who we still haven't talked about who nobody will talk about who nobody will applaud and who nobody will appreciate brooks freaking kepka (laughs) but hold on before we get to brooks because i do want to spend a little bit of time on brooks sure let's talk about let's talk about the the next big moment of the year and you mentioned it already yeah shinny yeah itself and phil yeah so i mean so the the course sets up ridiculously hard on as Saturday. it always does for for any U.S. Open, but particularly hard on Saturday. Some crazy conditions. Two 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 holes. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe well, yeah, depending on who you maybe three holes, but but a lot of good, a lot of great social media sound bites. Zach Johnson's saying that they've lost the course. Um, a lot of other poor. I I, I listened to a lot of. You know, tour player interviews that week. Ernie Els basically ripped apart the USGA for tricking up the course and such a great golf course. My personal take on the USGA was this: first of all, I, I think what Phil did was a little bit. Uh, t- I don't blame him for doing it. I think the way he handled the interviews after were was too. Tr- he tried to be too calculated. Just say, look, like I got frustrated as hell, just like anybody else, and I tapped it. I didn't really think through it. I just knew that I got pissed off. I'd probably get some penalty of some sort, and I did it. So that that that's probably what happened. Like I don't think that Phil honestly thought before I hit this putt, if this thing rolls by the green, I'm gonna go by and like sham it back up. So like I don't, I don't. Like, there, there's the golf purists that are all sitting there saying like, oh, how dare he? Uh, I, like fuck them. Like I don't really give a shit what he did. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of. It's it's sort of douchey for Phil to come out and wait till he talks to the media and then come out and then say, "Well, I've thought about doing it for a long time." And like, no, fuck you. You didn't think about doing it for a long time. You got frustrated like everybody else does, and you you hit the ball. You knew it was probably rolling off the green. You were gonna take an eight or a nine. You just decided to hit the hit the ball. You took a two stroke penalty and ended up taking yeah. 10. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, unfortunately, this is another U.S. Open and another story that about the USGA instead of about the golf. And no matter whether you want to point the fill the 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 finger at Phil, the the story is Shinnecock and how they let the place go and lost a little bit of the golf course. And and I'm a USGA guy, but that's on them. And we've seen this repeatedly now for certain sites where the USGA has just not done the right or correct job 
of allowing the golf course to, to be predictable. And I've said this on our previous podcast where we talked about how you can make it as hard as you want to hit or as easy as you want to hit it, but make it predictable. And they lost that aspect on Saturday at the U.S. Open. Now let's talk about specifics of Phil. I, I, I blame Phil and think he lost his mind to a point. I would not put it past Phil Mickelson that he's actually thought about doing this <laughs> multiple times. The guy is is a Point different taken. level thinker. He's more of the Bryson type who, you know, I think sits in his bathtub or sits on his private jet or wherever and actually thinks about these things because that's all he does. <laughs> and so I, I don't think, I think it's, that's a good point. I don't think it's crazy to think that he had this calculated. It's crazy that they didn't DQ him and allow him to compete on the next day because he should have been DQ'd. So, oh, you think he should have been DQ'd? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not. I, I I agree with you. I think it's a good point to say that he probably has thought about a lot of things that none of no nobody else has thought about. Yeah. I don't know if he should have been DQ'd. Um, but I I'll say this to end off the USGA thing is that the one part that I'll disagree with you on completely is making the course predictable. I think that's. Like I don't think that's part of being U.S. Open. I don't. I, I think you you don't want it to be. You want it to be fair for all the players in the field, but you don't want it to be predictable. I mean, like even U.S. Open weather is not predictable. I mean, British Open weather is not predictable. But, but why do? But but on that. But let me let me counter. Why on that point? Why do we love Augusta? And why does every player that plays Augusta well, it has love Augusta? Its own identity. Because well, because they know the spots you can and cannot miss. They know the flags you can and cannot go right, after. But that's 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 and that's go ahead. Finish. That that's why that meant, that's why it's the best golf tournament of the year, because they know where you can and cannot miss the shots. When you, I don't US, think that's when why the, it's when the best the US, tournament no, of the year. The, there's a host of other reasons, but primarily that's the number one reason because it plays fair. And if you do your work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll have a fair shot if you execute the correct shots. Executing the correct shots at the U.S. Open did not get rewarded. Didn't get rewarded I, in 2015 with Chambers Bay, and it didn't get correct at this year at Shinnecock on Saturday. That's a problem. That's on Mike Davis. That's on the USGA. I disagree completely. That's because Augusta is the same golf course every year. That's why it's predictable. It's and and it also sets up for certain players. It sets up for hard hitting bomber like faders lefties like bubba watson who's won it twice and phil who's won it twice okay or like really high drawers like tiger if you're a righty okay well that's won it but but it's that you the u.s that doesn't make augusta great because it's predictable it what makes augusta great is all of the tradition that's around it and the but what makes it a great golf course it's that it's that you know the spots you can and cannot miss it you can't miss. You can miss that, it as left as you want on one. You can you can you can play from the pin straw. Look at look at Phil's famous shot on thirteen. But that's not what makes it. I don't think that's what makes the that's golf what makes course a good golf the, course a good golf course. Is that's that you a, it's, know the where best, to miss it's, it. it's the best golf course in the why, country, okay, maybe why, the world. Why 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 was it a failure for the USGA in two thousand fifteen at Chambers Bay? Okay, the U.S. Open every year, almost every year, is very unpredictable because because. It's at a different venue every year. That's what makes the U.S. Open the U.S. Open. It's its own identity. It's predictable in OA to Torrey. It's predictable at Marion. There's there's traditional venues. Marion, not so much, but Torrey and Pebble, yeah, a little bit more. Was it? Why why not at Marion? Because not a lot of these... I mean, Marion's... Short. Oakmont would be predictable somewhat because it's got sure. at so many times sure. it's the hardest Mar- golf course in the country if we know we but know from the, the 1990s till now marion doesn't have the same amount of u.s opens as, as oakmont's had 
So Oakmont's more predictable than Marion. But Marion. Well, I would fuck, argue it's Mar- harder. Marion's. They shot, they shot, the scores were higher the last day they went to Marion than absolutely. the before. I, I'm not saying it's and harder it's or easier. I'm not saying it's harder or easier. I'm just saying it's less predictable at Marion than it is at Oakmont. Disagree. So predictability has nothing to do with it. I think it's what has to, to What it. has to do with it, what you were sort of alluding to, I think, is that this, the course setup. And I think the one part that I, I'll, I'll agree with you on is that I think that the, the USGA has gotten to the point where they're trying – too hard to keep the scores at a certain level. Agreed. I agree with you there. And I think that that's that's what it comes down to is that they they are worried too much that if if we they don't want a a thing like Aaron Hills where uh, everyone's fifteen under or whatever, not everyone but the winners right. at fifteen under and they they don't want a, an, a you know they don't want everyone at plus ten either right. but they are too worried about keeping it so right hard. Even par. That right, that right at level par. Now, personally, I like to see it at level par. I think that they should keep the golf course very hard. But after you choose a venue like Aaron Hills or like Chambers or like you know, you know what you're getting a little bit at Oakmont and you know, like you know, at other courses. But after you choose the course, that's the course. Don't worry that much about about. Uh, hardening the greens and all of this stuff so much so that you're getting to the point where you're taking the golf course basically out of what it was how it was originally designed well that's what they did right? at Shinnecock. they they did it on saturday they made on it a couple they, that's a gross representation of what Shinnecock's really like for those that have been to Shinnecock and know Shinnecock, that USGA is not a true representation of what Shinnecock is Shinnecock is one of the greatest places you could ever put a peg in the ground and play golf what the players went through at the U.S. Open isn't even close to what the normal Shinnecock is, uh, especially on Saturday. But uh, on uh, Sunday, yeah. it was saw, better. It was you, better. You saw because they had to do that after Phil hit. Oh, but six it, it just it, but green. it just goes to show you that as soon as you change just pin placements, as hard as they made it, which matter as firm as as firm and as fast the whole course was, they changed only pin placements on Sunday. Maybe a little bit softer because they watered a little bit more, and all of a sudden you've got birdies left and right. But you could change you could change the pin locations on at a, at Augusta and make it very unfair. Right? No, that's that's you so pin could. locations are huge. It's not like yeah. a little thing. But yeah, I just I so I I agree with you there. I just think that predictability. Uh, each golf tournament, in my opinion, has its own should have its own personality. The 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 British Open is fast. Uh, hard, linksy, all weather elements. The U.S. Open should be long, rough, difficult course, a difficult um, you know setup, narrow fairways, traditional thing. Augusta is great for so many other reasons because it's it's a traditionalist, uh, the same thing, everything there. I, I I disagree, and I'll agree to disagree with you. But I think if you ask most people why their favorite golf course is Augusta, it's because of the course knowledge they know where to and can and cannot miss it. Steve, right. what was your favorite major this year? Favorite major of the year for me, um, it would it would probably be, and it's also my most surprising major of the year that I because normally this would not be my favorite major, but it was the PGA Championship in your hometown. Hello. And St. Louis. Bellarive. Uh I, I thought it just had the most drama um, all weekend long, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Tiger was obviously in the mix. 
Brooks Kepka put in a, an unbelievable performance. Uh, and I, I just thought like the crowds there, the course was set up amazing. There was some talk about it got too much rain yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, I thought that everyone did a great job. I just thought that that was, um, you know, it's the last major of the year, but that was the most enjoyable weekend of, of golf that I saw. And it was a good year because the British was the same way. It was a great weekend. Um, and the Masters was a great finish too. But uh, I, I thought that that was my favorite. Yeah, the the Sunday at the PGA this year was the best round of golf I think all year, because Tiger had put up what sixty four. Yep. Brooks held him off down the stretch, and so much emotion and dry, and the guys were making birdies out of Tiger was making birdies out of the left rough taking it, it was fun. Tiger was driving the ball and to your point because it was a little wet the fairways were. You know, a little bit wider because of the wetness. Um, and not everybody loved that. So, like, some of the bad drivers of the golf ball got a little bit more rewarded than those that hit it a little bit straighter Yeah, because of the, the moisture. But I don't think you could take a golf fan and sit them down and watch two and a half hours of what we saw on Sunday. And it happened right on the second hole when Tiger Brody number two, right? Yeah, out of the get gate and say that that wasn't fun and that that fist pump that he makes when he makes that putt on eighteen and gives the crowd the thumbs up like oh, the that 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 is that was awesome and it means a little bit more to me that it was at Belle Reve, a place in St Louis that's close to my home so that to me I agree was the best golf round Sunday Belle Reve PJ Championship best golf round of the year. Yeah, uh, that was and shout out to Brooks like I, again someone that we'll talk about it in a little bit more depth but he did his thing. Yeah, I will, we'll get to Brooks in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I just the other major tournament highlights, I thought, you know, you're just going to start off at, at the Masters. I mean, uh, I th- Ricky made a good run. It was fun oh, to see. It was fun to of see. Of course. Uh, the, you know, at least a two-horse race that put, you know, some pressure. Spieth had a great Sunday. Yeah. Um, 65? It might have been 64 as well. I mean, okay. he went off. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he was seemed like he was out of contention, was there. So Sunday at the mat at Augusta was was really fun to watch. Uh, and then we got, you know, the British Open at Carnoustie burnt out, right? Yeah. Completely burnt out, hard and fast. Everyone's just hitting two irons, like 295 <laughs> yards. And uh, and Tiger climbs into it again. Yeah. So, had the uh, going to the so the, the thing about the British to me and it's our, on the Tiger front was like that to me was where Tiger really proved that he was he was for real this okay. whole year because he was in contention at Valero, he, uh, not Valspar. Valero, uh, Valspar. He was in contention at Bay Hill, yeah. and then he thought, okay, like those are the Florida golf courses. He knows them really well. Honda, yeah, you know, Honda, you know, so he's. So of course, you know he's in he was in contention, but is this real? Can he really win a tournament? And when he was in it, coming into the back nine on Sunday at at the British at Carnoustie, that's not a familiar place for him. It's a, it's in another country, you know, in another time zone, and he still was you know at one point leading the tournament on Sunday. So I think to me that was the biggest thing about the British was that it was it was really the statement of the return of tiger woods i'm i'm with you 100 percent. i think you nailed it ahead i got nothing more on that well uh we got i think the last and we're talking about 2018 moments at this point yeah i think the last biggest moment i mean i won't say the last but i think the next biggest 
biggest really story is the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we've got uh, it's a Ryder Cup year. Yep. We come off a big a big victory in mm-hmm. 2016 at Hazeltine. Sort of the resurgence. We did the whole task force thing. We we I mean, let's just say we, in 2016 in, in Minnesota here here at Hazeltine, we just kicked the shit out of yep. uh, of Europe. Yeah. And we kind of thought like the Amer- the young stink. American group was it. I mean, you've got you've got all these top 10 players. You've got you know, you've got Spieth. Now we've got Tiger on the team. Coming off a win. Coming off of a win. Uh, we got Captain America, Patrick Reed, playing well. We've got Ricky Fowler. I mean, we've got so many top five guy, top ten guys on our team. We're just, we're just thinking, okay, this is a new era. <laughs> yeah. And we just get basically our foot just, just stuffed yeah. in our mouth, dirty sock, however you want to put it. It was like, shut up, America. You guys don't know what you're doing when you come to Europe, and everything kind of fell apart, and and everything went to shit, you know. Yeah, we, no, no one played good outside of JT. Um, Le Golf Le National was set up very difficult, a um, lot of high rough, um, took the driver out of a lot of guys' hands. So you know, DJ and Brooks and those guys didn't have an advantage that they know Bubba. Those guys didn't have an advantage that they normally would. So and then obviously we got the big drama between you know Spieth and um, Patrick Reed who no longer were teammates and that was the biggest story coming out of that and obviously it still has not festered into some place where we love seeing it go. We had Kevin Kisner the other day who come who who came out and made the statement that no one likes him on the team, no one liked him at. The kiss uh, statements are Houston, amazing. no one liked them at Augusta, and you know they wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. <laughs> and so that I tells mean, you that tells you just what his reputation is on tour and his is in that locker room. The problem, and I've said this before in this podcast with you, Steve. The problem is he's not going anywhere. So no, I he, mean for the Ryder Cup for the U.S. team, he's the problem is he's not going anywhere. <laughs> right, like like there's no reason to believe that he won't be on the 2000. I mean he Ryder should Cup be. Team. I mean he should. But here's here's a funny thing. Like, can I say one thing? If the PGA Tour is really smart, like the first matchup that when those two both players are playing together, they should just put them together on Thursday. Like, let's see Kisner. Yeah, like PGA- let's see Kisner, Reed, Spieth, and somebody else that's polarizing, like Francisco well, they Molinari. Only play, they only played three, so you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> as much as we would love a fourth, like I don't a P- foursome, the PGA on a Tour is not gonna do it. Um, yeah, but that'd be a PGA, great three. PGA Tour Live, like that would be a great one for for Tory. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's clear that Patrick Reed doesn't have a lot of friends. No, on this, uh, he's got a friend in Scott. He's got a friend in Scott. Kevin Kistner, not a friend. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody would piss on him to tell you the <laughs> truth. Exact words from Kevin Kevin Kistner. Very strong. So it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing, you know, yeah, plays out. We have a next year. we have a President's Cup team this year where Tiger's the the captain, and you know, will they play together? Will they be on the same team? All of I, those things go into consideration, and as we get to Australia in in September. And I th- I think that Reed, uh, I think that what's really important, and I said this before, is you know Patrick. I mean, he. I think he's got a little bit of extra weight on his shoulders now because of what he did. Like he, he made the choice to come out and and make the criticisms after the Ryder Cup and and, and criticize the captain, criticize choices, pairings, everything else. 
And now, if he doesn't perform, like, or if he performs media, if he's on like the bubble, if he doesn't automatically qualify, like, I'm sorry, if I'm if I'm the captain of the Presidents Cup team, which is or, Tiger or the Ryder Cup team, in, in two and three years, I guess, yeah, I'm not picking him if he's on the bubble. I mean, if he's not as in qualified. We'll see. No. It certainly isn't a lot of big positives for him. Let's be honest. I Emily, Emily, Emily walked in the door. Hey. Fresh off the plane. Oh, hi, guys. Hello. How's the pod going? You know, you guys, I rushed here just so that I can, you know, give a shout out to all my followers. I'm loving the support, everybody. Keep it up. Waggle and whiff. I have nothing to give to you today, this week, though. <laughs> all your followers? Yeah. <laughs> you think you have a following yourself? On, on the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. For I sure, see I how it is. No one loves Scotty and Steve anymore. No, Everyone just like Emily has her own section yeah, like, of clearly, Waggle and Whiff. Clearly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, all right. So let's get back on track. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? We're, ta- we've talking, we're talking 2018 storylines. We talked Tiger. We talked Ryder Cup. We've talked... Uh, Phil losing his mind. We've talked Phil and USGA. Scotty and I disagreed on US Open and USGA stuff, but that's okay. Uh, it was good banter, and now I think we gotta kind of transition to. Uh, Have we talked about picks for twenty nineteen? Not yet. You, let's sit down. And let's talk about it. Oh my gosh, you guys! Uh, so, all right. Let's before we get into picks twenty nineteen, let's sure. let's make this transition because be, okay. because twenty eighteen was a hell of a year for uh for golf and Steve. I I I repeatedly called it. The golf year of Steve. Yes. Um, I have Wouldn't to just that say, be nice if we could all have a my golf wife year? just stopped in and then left. Shout out to her for allowing me to play the, the, the amount of golf and the amount of trips I got to make this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this, Scotty. I'll never have a year like this Why again not? In my life. Why not make it 2019? Well, like, okay, just, just remind our listeners where you went briefly about some of your golf exploratories this year. So Emily and I, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll come out and say it. Like Emily and I, we're gonna try to start a family very soon. Oh boy, God bless us. That's not a lot. So That's we not kind of knew. So, so I kind of knew that. <laughs> well, not great for the podcast. No, we'll we'll figure out this podcast. But I kind of knew like 2018 was probably gonna be, um, you know, my last chance to take like any type of extra vacation, right? So 2018, at the start of it for Steve was. I got to play Stream Song in March. It was my first honest, like, just golf trip with buddies. Like, I, the first time I've ever been able to do anything like that. And it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, I can say, I will do a podcast on Stream Song at some point uh, with my buddies that went on with me Ryan, Brian, and maybe some of Ryan's buddies and brother if they want to. Brothers. What about but, Scotty? Uh, well, you didn't go to stream song, so I wasn't I'm invited. saying like ooh, I, I should do a recap with those guys, but so you guys will be on soon. But uh, so that was the start of it. It was like my first first ever guys trip. We're going to Florida. We're doing this whole thing. It was amazing. I, I told the whole origin of Waggle and Whiff from there. Then I got an invite to play in a tournament, uh, Whistling Straits. Uh, th- the Whistling Straits tournament was amazing. So we, we go to Kohler. I go with my dad. It's a whole different experience. It's just me and my dad. Um, I played um, all three courses at Kohler, by the way. The Straits course, the Bl- Black Wolf Run, uh, the Meadows. The entire town experience there is amazing. 
Uh, I played Oakmont. I got an invite to Oakmont in June. Lucky. That was amazing. Uh, beyond amazing. So I could elaborate on so many of these things, but I got to try to keep it short. And then uh, what did I do in like July and August? I have no he, idea. You went to Ireland. You went to Ireland we went with a beautiful wife and family. Uh, we went to Ireland, which is eight amazing rounds of golf that the probably the best golf I've ever played in my life. Obviously not in this country, but it was, I can't imagine a trip topping the way Ireland went. So hell of a year for Steve. Yeah, what's well, a great year in golf? Now let's see who else will have another great year in golf by making some major predictions for 2019. <laughs> okay. All right. So Augusta, who we got and why? All right. I I thought about. I'm thinking more about like who I think's gonna win majors and how. I don't have who you got at Augusta. Who do you have at Augusta? Yeah. Who you got at Augusta? Let's go. I don't have a name picked out yet. Go okay. ahead. Who I got? Yeah. Jason Day. Why? Uh, played the golf course great. He's Australian. Well, great with wedge game. Great driver of the golf ball. Jason Day. We surgeons. So because Jason he's Australian, he's going to win? He'll win Augusta. Next. What do you got? Who's going to win do you mean Augusta, next? Steve? Jordan Spieth. Okay. But Can it won't be. I don't. I, I say Jason Day misses the cut. Like, we're just supposed to think of you as supporting the Texan. Uh, I just think that he plays pretty much consistently better than anybody else in, okay. on tour there. Right All right, now. so then we switch it up. We go to the PGA at Bethpage. Who you yeah, got? But we but I'm gonna also say Jason Day won't make the cut. Just to dig the knife in a little I, bit more. I'm saying I'm saying Dustin Johnson because he is a top favorite, and I think that he interesting pick. He's away. never he's never finished well there, but that's that's he's an interesting pick. One. I like it. Okay, M's okay. M's in for DJ. Okay. So, so as I was mentioning, we switch it up. We move the PGA Championship up this year, which was yep. me and my Steve's favorite tournament this year. So, who you got at Beth Page Black? So I was really torn on on Beth Page, um, but I'm gonna make a very boring pick there. Make fucking it so boring, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Brant Snedeker. <laughs> Because Steve, put your wine down. A guy that he just said, Brant Snedeker is going to win at Beth Page. That's right. Uh, I like him. I think he'll have a good. I think he'll have a good twenty nineteen. I think he keeps it in play. Uh, pretty, a pretty controlled driver of the golf ball. Great putter. The greens will be tough. That's where I'm going there. I know it's a boring pick, but so boring. So very fucking boring. Uh, I'm gonna fucking stay with fucking Flash, and I'm gonna say Rory McIlroy wins the PGA. Okay, uh, Emily, guys, you want to get in on here? You're picking guys that really he needs to drive the ball really well to win there. Uh, I like how you have Rory. I'm going crazy, and I'm going Ricky Fowler. Oh boy! Who a bet edge? Okay. Steve will go nuts if that happens. We'll be partying for days. I like, like it. I think he, I, I think Ricky's got a good chance to win any of the majors this year. I also think Tiger does too, but neither Scotty or I have picked him yet. And I think he's going to be in contention at both of those tournaments. Disagree. Okay. Okay. Open right. championship. Well, no, we go to, to the exactly. U.S. Open next. Sorry. 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 Exactly. U.S. Open. I'm going first on this one and picking Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is easy for all of us. I'm picking Tiger Woods too. Well, we get a trifecta. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> there's no better there's no better setup. He doesn't have to drive it that well mm-hmm. here. He can hit two irons. He can hit the little the driving iron off the tee. He's still the best iron player that ever lived by any statistical analysis. So I'm going Tiger Woods. Not Aldrich. to mention this is one of his favorite courses, and he plays incredibly well at this course. Royal Point Rush. Well, no, well that's a very quick transition there, Scotty. So, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, so we're talking U.S. Open here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid had a brain fart. No, no, no. I'm not taking Tiger at the U.S. Open oh, at Pebble. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not taking him? You're not? not taking him. I'm taking Dustin oh, my gosh. Johnson, oh, who, who terrifies Pebble. Well, he plays and, really well there, but we really screwed this delivery up. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna take Tiger at the Open Championship at, at Royal Point Rush. Wow, okay. I'm, 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 we're flip flopping there. So okay, so so everyone's got it. Scotty's got second. Yeah. Second, first, if it's not Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth. At Pebble. At Pebble. At Pebble, for U.S. Open. Okay. Yeah, I think it kind of opens up. I just think it, it sets up so well for Tiger to play well there. He's played there so good in the past. And I, I think that's he's got – you said he's got a chance to miss it, but he kind of has a chance to miss it at Pebble more than any other U.S. Open venue, more than he will have it. If they set up Bethpage anywhere near like they set up U.S. Opens there, it's going to be very difficult, and it's not going – it's so long. It's was, not going to be easy to find the fairway. He was like a – he was like – a hundredth in, in in strokes gained off tee shots this year, so um no place so he can has to drive the ball well. Right. All right. Who you got for Open for Championship? Royal Point Rush? So this is this is where I'm going with my guy Ricky Fowler. Interesting. I think Am? he plays well in the wind. I think it sets up for him well. Who we got I I always thought that the British would be a first. I'm first gonna go with Rory. Him. Ooh, oh. I think that's a really good pick. Actually, great pick. Great pick. You know I'm going T Dub. <laughs> Scotty thinks Ty, so you think he's not going to win any major but he's going to No, he's going to last. win the no, Open no, no, I mean the, the last one. Yeah. You think he's not going to win well, any He wins the three times three. this year. He wins at Muirfield, he wins at Torrey, and he wins at Royal Point Rush. Porkett. Okay. Has he we're just curious. I don't even know this. Has he won at Royal Point Rush? Before? I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. No, I don't think he has. I think he's But won. it's the best chance he'll have to win. Okay, so then if it's not Rory, though, I will say Justin Rose. We haven't talked about him. Ooh. No, not him. You don't? No. I'm going to go, if it's not one of those guys, Tony Finau oh. will win multiple times this year. He had 11 top 10s this last year. <laughs> he finished second place so many times. 11 top 10s this year without a win. He's due. Yeah. Lots of T2s for Mr. Finau. So, we want to talk about our personal golf in 2019? Uh yeah, why not? So where are we going? We we've talked about I think to start the year off, we've all three of us talked about Phoenix, right? Are yeah. we going we're going to the waste management. Yes, Super we'll be Bowl there. weekend. We will be there. We got a place to stay. We got a place so to stay. So let's set up, let's set this up, let's get Troon going or Ooh, True North. Or yeah, I mean, we're not gonna obviously be able to play T P C but let's play uh somewhere else in the True North and we'll go to Elements. Shout out to Bo McMillan, my favorite restaurant in the entire world. Ooh. Oh, we can do um I, I do I do have a connection at Whisper Rock. Oh. Ooh, so many connections. Name dropping, I love it. But this is one thing that we're gonna do when we're at waste management, you guys. We'll have a special that week and we will do a day, maybe two, if we're crazy, three 
live podcasts while we're there. So I love tune it. in. It's going to be great. It's going to be crazy. Three live podcasts? What kind of what kind of It's a challenge. It's 2019 and we're going to do it. <laughs> All right. Before we before we end this, Steve, we'll get out of here on a couple different things. Comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. This is going to be an easy one, but I'm just going to pick Spieth because I, I just can't see him having the it's a good pick. M. He's had this year. Comeback player of the year. I got to say, I want Ricky Fowler. Well, he had He's a decent year. Oh, oh, we'll let it go. I'm going to say You're Billy. You're going to let it go? Okay, so then I'm going to pick somebody different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't I mean, know that he'd be a comeback He had an player. okay he year had, last he, year. He didn't win last year. He didn't win. Well, he didn't win. I mean, he's always been consistent in, in the top playing field. He just has never closed. We've gone through this plenty of times. But if not him, I would say it would be DJ. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to allow both those. Um, I'm going to say Billy Haas comes back and <laughs> wins two Haas. tournaments this year. We know about his wreck. We know about the incident that he had just a couple streets over as we record this in Los Angeles at the Genesis. He comes back and wins. Um, and we'll end on this unless you have anything more, Stephen. But surprise pick, uh, Dark Horse of the Year. I don't know If why you I say Cameron Champ. You... I'm not going to pick Cameron okay, Champ. Because that's not fair. He's not uh, a Dark Horse anymore. He's won and... Uh, a dark horse player of the year. So I have to sort of pick like people that I, this is like, it's very contrary. I'm sorry. I'm going to take some time here. That's okay. Because I, I picked Brent Snedeker to win at, at uh, the PJ championship. <laughs> yeah, that would probably make him your pick for this. I, I mean, that would, that I think he'll have a good year. Um, But I want to pick someone different that I think will win multiple times i'm gonna say john rom he's sort of a he's you know i just think the guy's been so close and i think he's getting i think if he had any flaw it's been his emotions it's been his temper it's been the way he's handled himself when he faces adversity i think he'll figure that out as he matures i saw i see him winning a couple times this year so i i i I think I, i picked a lot of different people to win major championships but i think I would pick John Rahm to finish top 10 in a lot of those. Yeah, love it. Um, I'm going to give you a name, and for all of our listeners, give it a name who probably no one's paid attention to. This guy will have an unbelievable 2019 season and will compete for the FedEx Cup. C.T. Spawn. C.T. Spawn. Okay, so this is a complete shot out of the dark. So I got to give you some respect for that. Because no, like, if I'm picking John Rahm and you're picking C.T. Spawn, I feel like we're not even talking about the same type of thing. Who is he? <laughs> so, uh, he's a golfer. He's a young golfer. He's Asian. Um, and His last name is Pon. Pon. C.T. Pon. Oh, you said Spawn. C.T.'s Pon. P-A-N. Okay. He's, he'll win multiple times this year on tour. Well, since okay. you're going C.T. Pond, I'm going to go J.P. Holmes. J.B. Holmes. Oh, that's a comeback. That is a comeback. That's not really a that's breakout. Going, that's a comeback. That's going old school Cobra, big driver. I mean, why not? I mean, he's made a Ryder Cup team, big hitter, big baller. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I I'm in the, he's our dark horse, you guys. I like it. I like it. I like that's, it. A, that's a good dark horse pick. Um, but, it's and, fun to think about this because I know I just, I just waste dead air on the podcast thinking <laughs> about it, but it's fun to think about like who could have a good C.T. Pond. You want to say Pan. it, don't you? C.T. Pond. 
Um, but uh, one of the things I am looking forward to is, is playing golf with the both of you and maybe doing some traveling this year. Yeah, we got to do some more of that. So so stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, anything else you got? Prairie, want to get the Prairie Dunes? Is that what's called? The the Prairie, Prairie Club. Prairie Club in Nebraska. Yeah, we're going to um, go. We've got a couple things. I, I potentially set it up. I only Pinehurst. So we've got a lot of good things coming in, and this year we want to get, we will get more into it for you guys. Like we'll get more videos, we'll get more, you'll see more from us on social media. A lot more guests. It's been a that great have already start. Been confirmed. Scotty and I thought uh, we thought about this this podcast, you know, early spring. By the time we got our shit together and got it on air, midsummer, um, we did a couple a couple episodes, and by the time we we got this thing posted. Um, you know, it was kind of towards the end of the golf year, but it's been a very fun and exciting golf year for us getting this thing going. And we really appreciate all your guys' engagement and feedback and ratings and reviews. So don't forget to do that. Uh, go to iTunes, rate, review, give us five stars. Um, follow us on Instagram at Waggle and Whiff Pod or Waggle and Whiff on, on Twitter. Give us a follow there. Uh, Write into us if you want. We've got an email, wagonwith at gmail.com. That's the letter N uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Have a great holiday season. Have a great New Year's. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. We will see you next year. We yeah. got Hawaii coming up. And yeah, we can't wait. Definitely. We'll see if Tiger plays. But uh, but as Steve mentioned, from, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for taking this journey with us. Um, 2019 will only get better. Uh, we're as dedicated as ever to this. So make sure that you continue to support and we will support you and give you everything we have back. 2019 will be great. Thank you guys. Bye. Love Bye. you guys.